and welcome to episode 177 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me again tonight, Andy Piddy and Nick Case. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. How are you all doing? I am... Yeah, I'm all right. Not too bad, Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm getting good. there. Good. I'm, I'm halfway down an IPA. It's all good. <laughs> it's nearly the weekend. Yeah. Um, at, oh, well, at time of recording, it's nearly the weekend. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise comes out tomorrow. Uh, everything's good. Yeah. And you won't even play it tomorrow uh, because you'll be busy murdering people with us. <laughs> I'll be at work wanting to murder people. <laughs> and then actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to squeeze in a little bit of time. But my other half is working Saturday and Sunday. So I'm not allowed in the room with the PC because that's where she'll be working. So I'll be downstairs playing Monster Hunter all weekend like a big boy. <laughs> is lockdown special is this one switch yes switch Just switch it's also coming to pc in early 2022 apparently okay so in but years time. if you want to play with the big the big like japanese community which is where all the best players are you mm. want to play it on switch if you want to feel like an equal with a japanese you just want to get in day one probably about a week yeah oh well <laughs> yeah um Monster, like the Japanese players of Monsanto are, are insane. They were always like, there was always a big French community as well in like Monster Hunter 4. But um, in Monster Hunter World in particular, doesn't matter what time of day or night it was, if you fired off an SOS flare because you wanted help with the hunt, more often than not, you'd see like a bunch of katakana has joined um, and some crazy Japanese player would come in and just completely destroy the monster. <laughs> Which was always good. Um, they are mad for that series over there. Uh, it's or did you see that report about the um, uh, some tech company in Japan? Um, too many. St- they, they noticed that like loads of their staff were requesting Friday off work so they could play Monster Hunter. So they just decided to ha- have a, a day's holiday. <laughs> just close the company for a day so everyone can play Monster Hunter. <laughs> like it's it's so massive over there. Uh, off, off the back of like everybody playing it on their PSPs on public transport back in the day, over like the local <laughs> multiplayer, local Wi-Fi thing. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I always um, wondered so. like these local multiplayer things that Japanese consoles always like build into themselves. Mm-hmm. You go on line. I remember was it the what was the little messaging platform on the DS called, where you could draw little things and put it on it was a bit like bebo but on the ds yeah they've had various different ones haven't they you always i always went on it in the uk and there'd be nothing i'd be the only person there i always wondered who they made these things for but it's clearly japanese people where they have oh yeah for sure yeah 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 crazy by hands down it's it's the same as like even even, uh today if you load up something like uh, splatoon 2 Mm. um you can play online over the internet, but it's one of the few games that has like the option to play local, like play with a local Wi-Fi, like connect remotely to another someone else's switch. Um, that's why they had like the whole um, Street Pass thing in. Um, yeah, I was going to say Street Pass is kind of the only thing that really worked, like that you only yeah. actually you actually but found not people. like it would like not like you'd imagine it would work if you were walking down a street in Tokyo. With your no. in your pocket, like 
Well, there was some limit, wasn't there? I once went to a game a conference with a 3DS and I kept oh, hitting man. my limit from people that were sort of like <laughs> passing me. And it's the only yeah, time I've ever got any. Yeah, because everyone was doing the same thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that's just a, your typical commute in Japan. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, Andy, how are you? You all right? Not bad, not bad. Pretty good. Um, looking forward to next week. Yeah. Wednesday of kids go home and we break up and two weeks off. That's nice. Well, for uh, Easter? Easter. Nice. Yeah, but two weeks with the kids as well because it's bit up. We only do term mm. time nursery, so it's like, uh, no. Two weeks of gaming then? Not. Well, I might do. I might well take some Spyro and Hobbit. And I was going to say you can play some more Spyro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get all yeah. the gems. Yeah, get that finished, man. 12,000 gems. Jesus Christ. So it keeps banging on the back. <laughs> Are you still only on... Well, well, we'll talk about Spyro, I'm sure. We'll come to that. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of games to talk about this evening, I guess. Um, first of all, I do need to inform you that this episode will be available as a non-fungible token for the low, low price of £20,000, or the equivalent in Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever, so get out there and buy it. I've kind of... I'm, I'm only I've only pausing. just found out about non-fungible tokens. <laughs> I'm only pausing mean... because I keep seeing tweets about NFTs, and I've just... Yes. I've been half curious... But I've just thought, no, if I do that, I'll just get annoyed. So I'm just going to pretend I don't know what they no, are. No, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. So a non-fungible token, oh, no. <laughs> as far as I understand, is you can take like a piece of digital art. Now, that can be a fucking like dick butt meme or someone's tweet. Is this why Jack like Dorsey has sold his first tweet? Is this how yes. he sold his first tweet? I think so, yes. Right. And like that becomes like part of a blockchain and this is where my understanding falls falls away. Um but it means that like you can own own the rights to okay. the a digital print of something and it's the only one in this blockchain but it's still digital mm. and people are spending a ridiculous amount of money on it. It's weird. That kind of But yeah. It's kind of a natural evolution of Bitcoin. And yeah, just it's, the it's blockchain all... technology as a whole. And the Winklevoss twins are mad into it. That's only, though, because they lost out on Facebook. They're just, yeah, yeah. because of what they did with Facebook, they're just trying to be slightly ahead of the curve on everything else. Just yeah. to try and make and up no for how, it. And the fact that they didn't win the rowing. Yeah. yeah, it's so fucking dumb. Um, but I did see a very funny suggestion the other day that's like, uh, if, uh, if you're a woman and you get sent an unsolicited dick pic, then what you should do <laughs> is turn that dick pic into a, an NFT and put the person who sent it to you as the artist's name. Incredible. And then make them buy it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, enough of that, that nonsense. Uh, video games. Uh, I think we've all played a fair few, I'm guessing. I know Andy's probably played a fair few. Nick, maybe? I don't know. I've played a couple, yeah. Okay. Um, we'll start with you then, Nick. What you played? Cool. Um, so, to go in um, chronological order, um, like one of my favourite <laughs> other pod- gaming podcasts, Last, last Save Loaded. <laughs> yeah. My last save loaded, <laughs> Justin, was... Um, <laughs> Don't say he'll sue us. <laughs> I can't. My last game loaded 
was um <laughs> yeah that's true uh call of the sea so mm. the other day um thanks mostly to you mark i finally signed up to game pass again oh um, nice and well it's it, half because of you and half because of added ea play um yeah, yeah yeah which i looked at a few games that were on my steam wish list and have been for a while um and mm. there was like jedi fallen order and call of the sea was on there the outer worlds observation and i thought you know what instead of buying all these games for about 100 quid i'll just buy game pass and get it over so. and done with so yeah um downloaded a few games and i've just been delving into call of the sea um yeah I didn't really know what to expect from this game. I I think it was first unveiled at uh, an Xbox trailer event sometime last year. And it kind of got washed, pardon the pun, kind of got washed under with everything because it was the the one that Halo Infinite was shown off at. Um, and then everyone mm-hmm. just complained about Halo Infinite for the rest of the evening. Oh, but, God, yeah. yeah, but Call of the Sea was there know. and I added it to my Steam wishlist because of it. And I'm really glad that I kind of picked that out to keep in my memory because from what I've played so far, it's it's just a really delightful game. I'm getting mad Witness vibes from it. And anyone who has played Witness um, will know that that's just a really special game. Um, the way it's yeah. sort of blended puzzles with the environment is very similar to how Call of the Sea is doing it as well. It's clearly inspired by um, the Witness in, in quite a lot of ways, but... Is it as difficult? No. Okay, Nowhere good. near as difficult. It's All right. um it's a toned down version of the witness. Um right. there's That's also fine. a story running alongside it, which the witness kind of had the story, but it was more kind of. Mm, it was more sort of John Blow being a bit pretentious, really. Um with there was I think the only kind of verbal words in the witness where you found these little tapes i think there were six or seven of them around the island and they said something uh but they didn't really play into any kind of overarching story whereas this has a story your you and your husband are this kind of explorer ex ex i was gonna say exhibitionist that's not the right one is it expeditionist yeah um and he's gone off to this island uh, in the middle of nowhere to try and find a cure for um, your... You've got some kind of skin condition, basically. It's probably meant to be set around the 1920s-ish, I want to say. Um, mm. maybe turn of the century to the 1920s. Uh, so he's gone off on this expedition uh, to try and find a cure for your hands at some in some Caribbean island, I want to say. Um, right. He hasn't returned, so you've gone to try and find him and find out what happened to him. So you arrive on this deserted tropical island and there's just loads of puzzles around that you've got to solve to get different places. And I'm guessing you're kind of un- you're unpiecing the story of what happened to the expedition as you make your way around this island. Um, so yeah, uh, like I say, puzzle, first person with... The- decent story so far um the puzzles have not been anywhere near as complex as the witness and there's not as many of them either but um 
I've not really ever got to a new puzzle and thought, what do I do here? And then had to go back to it. Like the witness, you sort of saw the Tetris puzzles and thought, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to go and do some other easy puzzles for now. Um, it's They've all been very, very clear um, how to solve them, uh, for me at least. And I'm pretty sure there would be for most people. Uh, the I suppose the only other thing to say is it's it's very much a linear game. It's not like The Witness where you could pretty much tackle it any way you want. There is definitely a, a set path that you kind of have to follow. Um, there's a few different branching paths along the way, but you pretty much have to go where it wants you to, when it wants you to, mm. if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Um, really, really enjoying it so far. And for the, for the grand price of free, uh, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> So if you've got Game Pass, I, am, I would definitely give it a download. I am downloading it as we speak. Um, I had never heard of it before, but I just had a little look. Um, I very much like the aesthetic, the look of it. Mm. and I like the idea of a slightly simpler version of The Witness because I'm a dum-dum and The Witness made my brain hurt. I love uh, The Witness so, so yeah. much. It, it's I, really, really good. I but got I'm, so obsessed with The Witness. I... I was one of those people that started seeing the puzzles in real life for a bit because I was just playing so much Witness and trying to find... Yeah. I don't know if you've... I don't know if it's a spoiler. I probably shouldn't say anything. But go and play The Witness if you haven't. It's it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> um, um, I finished it, mm. um, but it took me a long time. Yeah. And then you get to the bit where it's like you want the true ending... Then you're going to have to solve these puzzles real quick. Yes, this series of puzzles, and I, I just I couldn't solve them quick enough. My, my brain just could not figure them out fast enough. Um, so I never got to see the true ending of the game, and that kind of annoyed me. Yeah, I I never finished the time trial puzzle. No, um, I spent a lot lot of time almost training for it. Um, mm. But yeah, I never got there quick enough. There was not watched it in the not. very first version. There was a bug where you could do it by uh, you could essentially you start the puzzle, you put your mm-hmm. PS4 in rest mode, and then when you rebooted right. it from rest mode, it didn't reset the timer, so you had as long as you wanted to do it. But unfortunately, I discovered that about a week after they'd patched it. <laughs> oh, spoil sports. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. I've got it downloading at the moment. Yes, yeah, like I say, really, really nice, much more toned down version of the witness, but it, it gives me a lot of the same vibes. Um so yeah, really enjoying that at the moment. Um Good. another game that you have been bugging me to play for ages, Mark. Oh, <laughs> Brothers. First of, oh. did you finish it? I have not finished it yet. I'm oh half. God. I'm halfway through. Apparently, it's okay. a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. It's um, about four hours, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. It depends if you how much like how much you just like drinking in that. Brothers Kool Aid. The you know the the environment. I think I must be the, drinking not the in quite like a bit. the environment. You know, it's 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 a very pretty game. I've in terms of like art yeah. direction. I've pretty much sat on every bench that it's given me the opportunity to. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. I'm. Yeah, I've I've played two hours of it, so I'm probably am about halfway through. Mm. How um, are you finding it? What a magical game! Yep. Um, just 
everything really i mean so brother uh, for anyone who hasn't played like me um you control two brothers uh mm-hmm. to do different tasks one of them's a bit bigger one of them's a bit smaller um there's no speech or sort of verbal communication in it what's well hmm there's no language there, in it there is but in not in a real language yeah there's no, there's there's no They're just uh, yeah. you know there's no english french dutch whatever no. You just sort of you uh 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 um so yeah there's there's you're essentially going through these landscapes, um moving obstacles out of the way and getting over obstacles in different ways. It's Well, just to to set up the, the story like right at the beginning is like the, the two brothers it's set in like I think it's supposed to be set in like a mythical version of Feels like Norway, East, I yeah. guess. Um, Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah, yeah, because it's like a lot of the creatures yeah. in there are very Norwegian in their depiction, mm. like the trolls and whatnot. Um, yeah, a couple of brothers. Their their mother died um, a few years previously, saving the younger brother from drowning. Um, drowning. I yeah, think. yeah, he was, was in the sea because he's now got a fear yeah. of swimming. So. so he's he's terrified of water. Yeah, and then yeah, and the father's ill, and the brothers are off going off to try and find a cure. Cure. Yeah. Which is another thing I have to bring up, Mark. What is your obsession with games of childhood trauma? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I never really, I never experienced any childhood trauma <laughs> at all. I so I don't know why it's. It's it's just a sort of coincidence that I think this game and also it's two games. It's literally just this game and Nino Kuni <laughs> that happen to be two games that I like that feature childhood trauma right at the very beginning. Like both um, mothers dying too. Last of Us. Both with mothers dying. Yeah. Like um. Yeah, the Last of Us is good. Childhood trauma. But that's not childhood trauma. That's a child just dying. That's that's parenthood trauma. Yeah. Rather than the other way around. Mm. Um. But yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. No. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so yeah, so you, you're kind of like overcoming these obstacles uh, in any sort of way, shape and form, which can just be anything from powering a bridge that you have to turn with both brothers, or it can be one brother can squeeze through some gaps in fences that another one can't. So you, you need to pick the right one to do the right task or both do the same thing at the same time. Or, yeah, also, I think if you should explain for people who haven't played it, you're controlling one brother with one stick yeah. and the other brother with the other stick at yeah, the same it's, time. Yeah, it's, it's very much a controller game. Um, so your, one, your right stick is your small brother and your left stick is your bigger brother. Are you finding that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. I find it's okay as long as I keep them on the right side of the screen. <laughs> they get yes. a bit confused. If yeah. I yeah. crisscross them by accident, I tend to go the wrong way with them. Um, but apart from that, it's all good, really. Um, but it feels very much... Um, I don't know when it was released, but it feels like it was released in that sort of indie golden era about... That was nearly 10 years ago now. It's um, PS3, sort of the, the, Xbox... I think it was on... It was part of the... It um, feels like the Xbox Game Live... Xbox Live Game Arcade sort of Fez... Yeah, it's Summer of Arcade Yeah, of Fez Braid type uh, era. Yeah. Um, of which is kind of the golden indie era. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it came out on 360 on the 
the 7th of August 2013. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much in yeah, the middle so of it. It seems like it would be like a summer of arcade game. Yes, definitely. I think that's, as I picked it up when it came out, um, and I'm pretty sure it was part of the summer of arcade thing, yeah. Yeah. What was it doing? Um, but yeah, it's it's literally, it feels so, they've had so many good ideas and they've managed to go from one to another just completely fluidly. Um, it really does feel like ah, a series of really honed, polished prototypes where they've just had, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? And then they've managed to make it flow and ebb and flow really well. And everything just leads into one another really, really nicely. Um, yeah, just so many different set pieces that you can't believe almost are the same game, but they definitely are. Um, they feel so different, but so similar, and so um, uh, they fit together so well that it's just uh, it's 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 a masterpiece, really. Um, and I'm only halfway through, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the bit that the bit that really wowed me, I think, so far was um, the. I don't know what kind of... You free some kind of bird. It's like an owl, but not an owl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you mean? Yeah. So you start out, you see in a, tele, in a man's telescope, you see this castle in the distance, uh, mm. and you get to the castle and you climb up the side of it with a new mechanic, and then you climb all the way to the top of the tower, and there's a, a bird locked inside this cage, and you free mm. the bird, and then you fly on the bird's back the bird kind of like um but yeah that was just a really really magical set piece um that just yeah it's i i'm running out of superlatives for this game and i can't believe that the same person that made this made a way out because the way out was just <laughs> oh, no. so, but the thing is as well you can you play brothers and you see the promise and you see you sort of imagine, imagine if this was like a triple A or like a double A. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Amazing with amazing graphics and storytelling. And you can almost see what a way out could have been, but it wasn't. Mm, true. Um, at least after the prison break scene. The prison break was phenomenal. That was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, after that, it was. Yeah. Just what a shame. Uh, and but his new game, It Takes Two, is coming out this tomorrow, as we record. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and it's getting really good reviews. So I have hope yet. I think. Yeah. Maybe um, a way out was just a blip, but um, it is. Um, it's stunning to think that the same person made those two, and it, it wasn't a, a, a way out. Was more. Realistic, his gritty. thing yeah. whereas brothers mm. was a was more it was starbreeze studios yes uh where he used to work and he doesn't still no he's got his own studio right yeah i think so i think yeah um so he was in a uh, part of a you know an established studio who'd been making games for a while mm. but it was still like him as the the lead uh for a member yeah he was the director um of uh, brothers and it just shows you what what he can do how subtly he can tell a story when he wants to 
Um, and also, importantly, when he's not writing dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I will definitely want to hear what you think about when you reach the end. Oh. Um, I won't say anything else about it because you just need to finish it, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I'll get around to it this weekend. But, yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. Yeah, definitely. Well, we did a playlist episode. Um somewhere back in our back catalogue. We did. We did do an episode mm. on it, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what episode number it was. <laughs> uh, insert episode number here. Ah, oh, that one. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um. Oh, yeah, I have played another game. Sorry, I was just looking at my list. I was like, I'm sure I've played something else. Um, else. I've played Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. About that. So, All right, come on. Tell the ladies and gentlemen what you did. My <laughs> ongoing saga with Resident Evil Two. So, I think I've talked about Resident Evil already on here. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant game so far. Really enjoying it. And then this big fucker called Mister <laughs> X shows up, and he just saps all the joy out of the game completely. Um, I really. It's not even... I'm not scared of him. I'm frustrated by the way he um, stops you progressing. So, for those of you who don't know, Mr. X is this massive dude who just walks around following you. And you can't kill him. You can, I think if you shoot him a few times in the head, he'll sort of stagger, he'll fall down to his knees and then get back up in a bit. But you can't kill him. There's no way to stop him. He will forever just follow you around. And I think he can grab you. And if he grabs you, you're pretty much dead. You've got to go back to your last save. So uh, I tried to continue playing the game um, after he showed up. There's a, there's a set piece where he shows up um, and I probably played for a couple of hours and I thought this just isn't this isn't fun anymore I'm having to, to solve the puzzles or at least to try and get the time to solve the puzzles I'm having to run around a load of rooms to lead him on a wild goose chase so that I can then go back to the other side of the building to do the puzzle and if I do the puzzle a little bit wrong, he's going to catch up with me and I'm going to have to do it again. So that's like half an hour wasted or whatever. So anyway, I kind of... One evening, I put it down and I, I went on Discord and had a little rant and said, right, that's it, I'm done with Resident Evil because of Mr. X. And then two days later, I found out that you can mod the game to remove Mr. X from the game. <laughs> There's a mod called X No More. <laughs> and it just completely removes, apart from he's in some cutscenes, cut so mm. it completely removes him from the game apart from in the cutscenes. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. So I download the modding tool. I think it's called Fluffy. <laughs> um... And I download X No More and I launch it up. And at first, I don't quite believe it. I'm almost expecting him to appear. 
but after about 10 minutes it's not appeared i'm like yes i've done it i've got rid of i've got rid of my one frustration with this game and i've made i've made so much progress since i did that um i it's amazing um and i'm really really enjoying that game again it's it's a beautiful game um Mm. really nice graphics um and an intriguing plot i suppose for a zombie game it feels almost like i've played it before but i haven't played any resident evils before so i can't have played it it just feels very familiar i suppose because of the territory um yeah yeah just enjoying it now mr x is gone there is precedent for the this mod because they added in a mode in i don't know if it started out as a mod or there was just something that the developers patched in but the ability to take the monsters out of soma ah. so you could experience like the the narrative aspect of that game without having to deal with the the horror as like the well the survival aspect of the survival horror stuff yeah i mean i suppose i should kind of say i'm not scared of mr x like, he's just a i think inconvenience massive inconvenience if <laughs> yeah. he if he was scary i'd be able to deal with it i mean there was there was a point where <laughs> i led him down when he was still in the game i led him down down a dead end basically but i was in a safe mm. room that he couldn't right. come into and I heard him go away. So I thought, right, okay, I'm going to go for this. So I slowly opened the door, and there was just a normal zombie there, so I shot him in the head. Fine. Mm-hmm. And then I walked, tiptoed around the corridor, and I couldn't see him. So I thought, yeah, I've got away with this. So I start running down the corridor, and he just punches a massive hole in the wall yeah. and ju- and comes out at me, and I'm like, ah! And that <laughs> made me jump. But it's not the... It's not really him being scary because I can kind of deal with that. It's just the inconvenience mm. of having to run around for 10 minutes to actually do what I want to do, um, which I'm having difficulty with. So, yeah, that's why I patched him out the well, game. Why not like Nemesis and the third one? The third one's basically getting chased by Nemesis. Oh, well, uh, I think it's a bit more controlled, though, isn't so, it, though, with Nemesis? It's 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 not like with the, the Mr. X thing is persistent, Ooh. and and I will say that was that did come some of the 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 funniest moments of watching Abby over at Giant Bomb play through it was all the her being chased by or being scared by Mr. X. But uh, yeah, the, the, the it, it wasn't in the original Resident Evil Two, but there was the Nemesis in Resident mm. Evil Nemesis mm. that would chase you. But it was it was infrequent and heavily scripted. Yeah. It would be like at this point in at this point in the game, um, the nem uh, the nemesis creature would come through this particular window and would chase you down this corridor, and then you wouldn't see him again for a while. That was it. Like it turned up at particular scripted points. Whereas I get the impression that Mister X is a little bit more like the alien in Alien Isolation, in that it's mm. always kind of following you and it's a bit is more persistent. Yeah, Mister X will literally. Um, all he does is follow you. He never yeah. stops. He just carries on following you slightly slower than you are. So you can mm. get away from him, but it's very hard to. And he kn- he yeah. knows where you are as well. So yeah, yeah, that's... I've modded him out, so I don't need to worry <laughs> about him anymore. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. And those were my last saves loaded. 
<laughs> <laughs> we are going to get sued. Um, fair enough. Uh, Andy, what have you been playing? Well, More Spyro? No, actually. No, not in the last couple of weeks. No? No, no, no. no. It's actually a bunch of new games. Okay. I um, don't know what's happening to me. I seem to be on this craze where I'm playing loads of games. So, let's keep it copyright on for um, My last save loaded was... Uh, uh, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate on the Vita. Um, went back to this game which I haven't played for a long, long time. Now, this came out originally on the Vita and it's out, it came out on the PS3. I think if it did like an updated version of it. Um, it came out about the same time as Batman, Batman, um, Arkham Origins by the other studio, Warner, I can't remember what it was. It came at the same time as Origins? Yeah. Huh. Origins was... Oh, Origins was the... Origins second was... One. No, Origins no was... City was the second was one. Second. Origins was the third yeah. one, which was the... Origins was the third one? Yeah. Oh, right, It right, was right, from right. the other yeah. studio. Yeah. It's a good game, Origins. I quite like Origins. Um, it's really good. So this one follows on in... Um, basically, you are in Blackgate Prison. Um, it's a side-on um, Batman game. And it sort of does it in a weird 3D style. Where if you turn in a corner, the camera will pan around it. Um, so I've gone back to that. Um, got a bit confused. Last time I left it, I just got so confused about getting my security card. So this time I was like, you know, so, so I did, I'll just use a guide. So I've been using a bit of a guide just to get through to the security guard. Um, managed to figure my way through out um, through some tunnels and stuff. It's a good game. Um you get, it's got the same similarities to the main games, you know, where you, you can knock um, bad guys out. You got your, you got your, um, what do we call it, detective mode, where if you press the Vita screen, um, you can see where um, there's weakness in the structure of the floor, or where you have to um, throw your batarang and so on and so on. Uh, so I just started to continue through that. I just want to get it complete. I'm just, like I said, it's another one of those lists where I've just had a continued game. So I've been playing that. That's quite enjoyable. Um, my other game. Um, let's have a look. Uh, the Hobbit. Yeah, so I played a bit of The Hobbit. Um, end of the Mirkwood level. Me and my daughter went upstairs. And I said, well, we've got to rescue the dwarves. And then there's going to be three big spiders. So, of course, she we rescued the dwarf. The dwarves all escape. And the cutscene goes where you're trying to escape and the spiders web the entrance. Um, my daughter was pretty upset about that. And then three big spiders come out. Um, and you're having to fight each one. Um, very difficult, even with um, my little code junkies code giving me infinite health. Um, potions having to use that mm -hmm. totally. So, you having first one you can fight with the sword, second one you meant to hit it with fire rocks, and the third one you hit it with ice rocks, and then which freezes it, and then you have to knock it over. That took a long time. Um, that was pretty scared at that point. Um, even PS2 spiders 
look a bit scary, especially the size of the last one. Um, but we got through with that, and we now move on to the next level, which I haven't played, which I suspect is more stealth, because the dwarves have found themselves trapped by and kimmed out by the elves. So that's another one to continue on. Um, but yeah, enjoying it. Enjoying it more with my daughter, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Rather than the game itself. Um, the other one um been playing four I started four games actually. So first one is Prey by one of your favourite studios, Mark. Um Arcane. Arcane, yes. yeah. And Nick loves them as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I started Prey and <laughs> I tried to play it three nights in a row and it was a time I got my jab, my vaccine jab. I think it must have had an effect mm. on me because I kept coming upstairs about 11 o'clock at night um, intending to play it and then I'd fall asleep load it up, fall asleep mm. and about 1 o'clock in the morning and then just stumbled to bed and this happened for two nights in a row finally got it started and I've played about an hour of it so far um, so it, the setting um is you choose um, either to be a male or female. I've chosen female, and you are going to do to a facility, which I think belongs to your family, and be a test pilot, and get wake up in your apartment, get yourself ready, basically put your suit on, and there's loads of things to touch. It seems too many, I think. Um, most stuff doesn't do anything um, and then you take yourself through the hotel up to the top floor and get in the helicopter and it does a nice little intro like a bit of like Half-Life very very cool intro sequence yeah I was going to yeah. say it's very Half-Life really it's very Half-Life is, you know like you on the helicopter what I like about it it does um, the company's names as part of buildings um, yeah. and landmarks didn't I think uh, No Clip have done a video which is just about how they made this intro All sequence. Right. Okay, it's really worth a watch. Yeah, it's mm. it's really really nice to see, to listen to the devs talk about how they made it. Yeah, it is a really cool um, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's um, real highlight of the game so far. Um, so you get off your helicopter. You enter the building, you talk to your brother, I think it is, um, or a member of the family, and you go into a test because you are being tested to be a pilot to go into space. And the next thing you know, it all goes dark, you wake up, and essentially what you thought when you were travelling on a helicopter and in your room was all a simulation, and it's revealed, well, it's within the first half an hour of the game, so it's not a massive spoiler, but that you are on a space station and you're having to go around and explore. You see these aliens called mimics, they're a, they're a bit like the um, what do we call it? The mimic from D&D, you know, where it pretends to be a chest, but these mimics, yeah can be anything and they attack you 
Um, I've got it on the easiest setting. Um, so we haven't been too much trouble so far. Um, and then I've got down to the lobby, and that's about it. All I've done so far is intriguing. I'm not that keen on the stamina aspect of it. Um, hmm. But it's I'll keep playing it. Um, I can't really go into it and say it's a recommend or not because I haven't played enough of it. But um, yeah, I'll keep going. It's intriguing me so far. I'll probably play it for another two hours or so and then I'll make a decision whether it's worth it or not. To continue... I think everyone on the team who has played it, I don't, mm. I literally only played the demo, uh, has bounced off it. Yeah. And I played the demo and it did not interest me enough to play the full game. And I love uh, Arcane's other games. Mm. So, Yeah, I'm the same. I, I probably played two to three hours and it just... Yeah. Didn't do anything for me, I'm afraid. I think Adam's completely... Great setup. I think Adam... Uh, yeah, I, I seem to think Adam liked it. Yeah, but he put it on easy mode, didn't he? Um, I think I played it on oh. easy mode. Um, it just didn't have enough of a hook to actually grab me. The, the first hour was great, mm. and then it just kind of releases you into the atrium, and then it's like, well, now what? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I bounced off that. Yeah, I'm going to give it another two hours, like I say, and see how it goes. It's like, it's intriguing. It hasn't totally grabbed me yet, but it's intriguing enough for me just to say, I'll give it another two hours or so, because I think it's about a 12-hour game. So, Mm. that's a prayer. I remember playing the first one. I think that was on the 360, wasn't it? I think it was an exclusive on 360. PC. Mm. I enjoyed that first one. Did you ever see that legendary um, trailer for the Prey, Prey game that 2. never was? Yeah. I remember seeing it, yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and then... And then yeah, All games that have never been made looked cool. <laughs> Star Wars 1313. There you go. It might come back. That was slightly yeah. paraphrased from a Taylor Swift lyric. Okay, alright. You need to stop listening to Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. It's getting out of control. <laughs> like every time I log into Discord, you're listening to Taylor Swift. Every time. Not every time. I've I've every time I log into Discord, that's what you're listening to. That's about your timing, mate. Not anything not anything to do with me. <laughs> Fair enough. It's getting out of hand. Uh, um yeah. <laughs> and you've been playing anything else? Yeah, Andy? another free. Um, so I've started my quest to play every single Lord of Rings game, and because it's taking quite a bit longer with my daughter, I'm not not trying to make her sit in front of a PlayStation all the time because I think I'll get, my wife will shout at me. I've started the um, <laughs> Fellowship of a Ring on the PS2, um, made by Sierra Studios, based on the books itself rather than the films. Um, so far, it's all right. Um, graphical style, a bit more childlike. Um, not as childlike as The Hobbit, but um, I've only just started it, really, and just, I've been Frodo wandering around the Shire. And that's interesting enough. I'm, I'm going to continue playing it anyway, so what I understand, you, you change characters. I think this is the one you played, Mark, where you go from Gandalf mm. to Aragorn. Frodo and stuff, so I'm going to continue playing that. 
Yeah, yeah. The the the, the only good, I think, like direct movie tie-in games I've ever played. Yeah. And I say good. I thought they were really good when I played them back on the mm. PS2, but that was a long time ago, and I didn't know yeah. very well. So, so yeah. Who knows? Who knows? There could be I'll, 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 I'll feed <laughs> back to it. So I started playing through that, so that's just one of those I can relax to. Um, then mm. the other one um, I went back to, switched on the PS3, and NBA Jam. Um, I started oh, wow. a campaign on that. Um, it was just like at half 11 at night, I was downstairs. I was like, oh, okay, put the PS3 on. Um, I'll play this for a few minutes. An hour and a half later, I'm still playing it. Um, yeah, mm. NBA Jam. Um, this originally came out in the arcades um, in the 90s, I want to say. It's not lit. 80s, early 90s. Basically, it's two on two basketball and with a great commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was of the PS3 version. I think it's the On Fire by EA. Um, and I've just started playing the campaign where you beat go around. It was like basically like street basketball. Yeah. Like they, they did like a. For a while, they were doing like. NFL yeah. Street and FIFA Street and stuff like that, and then they stopped doing it yeah. for whatever reason. And uh, and I think we should. Kind I think we need to bring back this one for the PS5 and the new Xbox. I think it's just a great game. I love it. Yeah. It's so simple, so um, intuitive. You know, you're putting off these moves, and when you ball, you're scoring three times in a row. You get you're coming on fire and you're putting off these wild moves. The commentary is brilliant. The guy's voice is just amazing. All his little quips and stuff. It's just a brilliant game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can <clears throat> set the game. Get each game I'm playing is about uh, about eight minutes, if that. So less than ten minutes a game. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Difficult though. Um, been beaten quite a few times, and I managed to win one game right in the last second. Scored, um, which was mm. a lot of um, elation from myself. But yeah, that's a fun. That's really recommended for a laptop gamer. Um, mm. I might even get a physical copy of that because if what we hear, the PS3 store might be shutting down, so I might have to buy a physical copy of that. And. Mm. Final game I streamed last week was um, Constructor on the PS4. Oh yeah. Um, so this is an RTS where you are in control of an area, and you have to um, basically build up areas, make sure the workers are fine, make sure you put get certain workers into certain places, make sure you get. Um, your tenants basically producing workers, um, sort out any complaints they've got, and deal with any enemies around the thing. You can do it in a way where you get the mob. You probably will have to get the mob involved. Um, but you go around building stuff like a typical RTS. And all I did was play the tutorial last week, which took a little while. So eventually I'm going to be streaming the six missions that's a lot of fun. That was um, 
bit wacky. Mm. Um, you get a lot of cutscenes, uh, complaints coming in, and the tutorial is really good, really clear about what you should be doing. Um, I think it was just me being rubbish at an RTS, which I haven't played for years. Just and it's all narrated by, um, oh, what's his name? Boyce. Yeah, Boyce. Boyce uh, yeah. <laughs> and if it was an horses, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, don't know. No. 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 Didn't he die recently? Was it two years ago? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was good. That was a lot of fun. <clears throat> that was just one of those where you think, <clears throat> ah, play the tutorial, see what it's like, and I will continue playing through that. I understand the difficulty spikes in it might get a bit hard, but the tutorial is really clear, real fun. Basically, you need to put workers into factories to produce um, items and make money and solve problems, essentially. Yeah. Controls were good on the PS4. It was just me being rubbish. And that's about it. Mm. Good. Any particular one you would recommend to a lapsed gamer? NBA Jam. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> good shout, good shout. Yeah. Um, right, let me run through quickly what I've been playing. Um, so, the the other week I um, got home from work and my other half was watching uh, Saving Private Ryan. And, uh, very good film. What? what I've forgotten how good that film is. What time Off did you get home that, from work? I, I don't know why. It just doesn't seem like a film I'd watch in an, like in an afternoon or a late afternoon. She watched it in an afternoon. Wow, that yeah. to me that screams like you know whilst 8 crocheting PM late. Wow, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, Two things you never hear: seven private round crocheting. Apparently, it's a very good film to crochet to. Um, <laughs> So off the back of that, I was like, do you know what? I have not seen Band of Brothers in a very long time, and that show is bloody good. So I rewatched Band of Brothers, and you know what? It's still very, very good. Um, but that made me get like real in the mood. I was like, do you know, what? I really, really want uh, to play a good World War Two video game because I haven't played one for a while. Call of Duty World War Two was pretty good um, a few years back. Um, but I hadn't played one um, for a little while. Uh, although, yeah, friend of the show, um, Howard, at Welsh Benno on oh. Twitter, um, DM'd me the other day and just said, like, here's a Steam code, enjoy. And it was a game called Sudden Strike 4, um, which is like oh, a I've seen World War II RTS game. Um, I haven't yeah. played Sudden Strikes 1 through 3. I'd never heard of the series before. Um, but he said it was like 70p. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he sent me this code. And I played through a little bit of that. And that's um, pretty good. I need to have a little bit more dig into it. But it's it's like a, it's, it's you know, quite an interesting little um, RTS. Um, I've also dabbled a little bit in Company of Heroes 2. Because um, that's on Game Pass. And I remember that being... Very well regarded when it came out on PC back in like 2013, 2014 sort of time. Um, and that's that's very good. That's very, very difficult. Um, 
but uh, it seems like a pretty interesting little RTS. But I've, I've barely dug into it, though, so I can't really talk about them too much. Um, the, the two ones that I did really dig into is um, Battlefield Five again, through Game Pass, because now they've added uh, EA Play. So I downloaded Battlefield Five, uh, and it runs really nicely on the PC with the ray tracing on and everything, and I can get a good stable frame rate, and the servers are still full because that game is really popular. Um, any problem is I'm really struggling... Uh, with I mean I'm like um it's taken me a little while to get back into playing first person shooters on a keyboard and mouse. Um but things like Destiny I haven't had any problem with at all, to be honest. Um Battlefield 5 I had a bit of a problem with just because there's too many buttons. Um you've got like the button for sprint, which you can't toggle on and off, you have to hold it. Um whereas like Destiny you can toggle you can have like toggle sprint. Um there's a button for a crouch. There is a separate button to go prone. There's a button for using your first aid kit. There's a separate button for using one of your gadgets. There's a second, a separate button for using another one of your gadgets. Um, there's a separate button for switch between the firing modes on your gun. Um, there's just too many keys, and I haven't gotten my hand around <laughs> figuring out like shit. Where's the go prone button when I'm being shot at and uh, and whatnot? And I'm taking a little while to get to grips with that. But that game is really good um if you got like a really good sound system or a good headset like dice are the masters at sound design yeah. uh and yeah i mean it's uh, it's not the highest regarded um battlefield game but uh i still think it's bloody good um and it's on game pass now so why not um and yeah it's it's one of the few games that i've got that's actually uses ray tracing um although it was very early on it was one of the first ray tracing games i think yeah probably that like you, you might know. metro was quite early on as well wasn't it yeah um but uh yes i'm enjoying that but the main one i've been playing in my little world war Two trip is did any of you ever play the brothers in arms games no i didn't intrigued i'm intrigued by them but never played them yeah, they I, were no. Like the, um, do you remember when Gearbox used to make good games? They made um, at least one Half Life Two uh, expansion. It was very not Half Life Two. Half Life One expansion. Yeah, they did. It was very good. They made Blue Shift. Yes. Did they also make? They didn't do opposing. Force, I was going to say, they? did they do opposing force? They might have. They definitely did Blue Shift. I don't know about opposing force, but they may have done that one as well. Um, and they, they, they did, did a few other good games as well. And this is all before they discovered, before they accidentally stumbled into Borderlands being a big thing and then Randy Pitchford started to love the smell of his own farts and his own jokes. I still don't get and Borderlands. it was all downhill from there. Um, but Brothers in Arms is basically like the closest thing you can probably get in a video game to Band of Brothers. Um, it's a first-person shooter, but you you're like you you start off as a you know in the you're a, um, you're in one of the airborne divisions. You get dropped over over uh, Normandy um, a few days before the, uh, the the you know the, the invasion, like the, the the actual Normandy landings and whatnot, um, and 
you have like a unit of men and there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of story and a lot of dialogue between the characters um the main thing about that's really interesting about it is it's uh is it's like tactical system because so you play like the squad leader um and at any point like you can hit a button you get like a zoomed out above like um bird's eye view of the map and you can see where like the enemy emplacements are as long as they're within your eye line you can't see anything that's hidden um and then you can um, zoom back in and you can like hold a button to command the other two troops to like go to where you want them to go. Um, and you like very simple sort of commands. Um, and so you'd be like, okay, so there's a group of Germans um, the other side of this wall over here. Um, we need to like sort them out. So I'm going to get my other two squad guys to stand to, to go to that wall there lay down suppressing fire and then i'll flank and take them out and it's like there's a mechanic where if you are firing at an enemy a position um and uh, frequently enough then they'll stay suppressed and they'll stay hunkered down behind the wall and then you can get around and you can flank them and that's sort of like the crux of how it, how, how like the the tactical system works but it's just a really really neat idea thrown into a pretty solid first person shoot it's not like the best i mean the first one's kind of weird like aiming down sights is a toggle, uh, and there's a lot of like gun sway. Uh, like it feels like it was definitely designed for a console first, in a way. I don't know whether it was. I played it first on on um, console back on like PS2. I think was when the first I one came out. Some came out on PS2, was it? And then there was a one on PS3, if I remember. Yeah, so there was the three main games um, in the series, and yeah. I managed to get all three of them on Steam for a fiver. Um, <laughs> Brothers in Arms, um, Siri, go away. Um, Brothers in Arms, uh, Road to Hill Thirty. Um, I've closed Steam now, and I can't see. Uh, yeah, and, and Hell's Highway. Um, Hell's Highway was the last one. Yeah, yeah, that was the one um, on so PlayStation all... Three, Xbox Three Sixty. The last one. Yeah. Um, Brothers in Arms. When was the, when did that last one come come out? That came out in two thousand eight. Bloody hell! The last one came out two thousand and eight. Wow. So yeah, so they were on about like in yeah a long time ago, uh, and they, they've aged you know reasonably well. It's it's just it's it's like a nice to play a World War Two first person shoot was actually some story and some. <laughs> camaraderie between your you and your um your, your squad mates but i kind of um, feel that kind of went with the territory back then yeah like the i mean early to mid 2000 before call mm. of duty 4 yeah <laughs> yeah War shooters I mean, generally had a decent story they did yeah and it was the, the like brothers and arms was definitely riding the wave of like we'd had saving private ryan and then band of brothers and then yeah. you know within a few years the brothers and arms series starts up but um yeah they're very good um so i've i'm uh, a couple of hours into playing the through the first one again uh, i don't think either any of them are particularly long um so i'm going to keep chipping through those there is a multiplayer in maybe hell's highway the last one um i don't know if there'll be anyone playing it anymore but i might give that a try but um yeah they they they're decent they're decent games um, what else have we been playing? Oh, right. Okay, we need to talk about Man of Medan. Oh no! 
Um, <laughs> I started streaming that the other Monday, and then this past Monday gone, I finished streaming it. I did it in two sittings. Very and... enjoyable streams. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So, okay. Um, I played uh, Until Dawn a while ago, over the course of about four weeks, yes. and really, really enjoyed it. After at first hating the characters, but then like they kind of grew on me, and I went from actively wanting to kill them to genuinely hoping that someone would make it through. There were a couple of characters who didn't make it. Who I was like, Do you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I didn't didn't like you, but um, very good game um, for what it was, for what it was aiming to do, for what it was aiming to be, a sort of like teen um, horror film, hmm. you know, slasher sort of. Like a, yeah. a, a bit a mix of genres, but you knew what it was. Yeah, Man of Manan is the first part of their Dark Pictures anthology, which is three games which are shorter in length, um, tied together by something. There's a there's okay. a common narrate, narrator between all three of them, I guess, which is this guy, the curator, yeah. who introduces the games and doesn't have anywhere near as much of a role in them as Peter Stormer did in Until in Until Dawn. Um, but the premise is, uh, back in the 1940s, there's an American um, ship, a military ship, off the coast of China. Um, they pick something up in a crate from somewhere um, while they're off the, off the coast. Um, then suddenly all this crazy shit starts happening on the boat and everybody dies in like horrific circumstances. They're either like scared to death or they shoot each other or they shoot themselves or whatever ghost ship yeah. um fast forward to the present day and you're the you, there's a bunch of obnoxious teenagers on a boat with a captain who has not got the time of day for these obnoxious teenagers and they're going out diving they find an old world war ii bomber some pirates turn up they one particularly annoying guy the, the, the dude from quantum break throws money at them like a twat and then the pirates go away later on at night the pirates come back while they're all asleep take them hostage ghost ship turns up then they go on the on the ghost ship um that was that all happened in like the first um pretty much all of that and like a little bit of the ghost ship was what i did through the first playthrough and at the end of that i was like this could be going somewhere interesting hasn't really uh, no there's no been no real story or any real character development beyond these two characters supposedly love each other and this character is a creep. Um, that was about it in terms of character development. But I thought it was going to go somewhere. Come to the second week, play through it. You run around the ghost ship a bit. Some spoopy stuff happens. Um, a couple of characters died and then a helicopter turns up and everyone gets taken off the boat. And that was it. Hmm. Yeah, I think only two of my characters survived, I think, is it? I lost two, and three of them got out. I... Um, and I lost one character because I literally just missed one button press on a quick time event, which, mm. fair enough, whatever. Another character saw some really scary monster thing. Now... Uh, to be fair, to hold my hands up, all the way through I've been saying, like, all this spooky stuff doesn't exist. It's all in their heads. 
the crate is obviously going to be some sort of like something that's giving off some hallucinogen that's making them all go crazy and they're seeing stuff that doesn't exist yeah and then towards the end one of the characters saw a monster and i instinctively <laughs> did the button presses to stab the monster and then it turns out it wasn't a monster it was one of the other characters and they're dead yeah. so that's my own fault for being an idiot um that's how i lost those two characters uh but then it's just the ending was just like such a wet fart it didn't like, feel like an yeah. ending it it didn't like, at all people yeah. always complain about firewatch's ending and it was so much worse than firewatch's ending as to actually giving you a satisfying finish mm-hmm. it was literally just it just turned up yeah i mean like you can have yeah. like an ambiguous ending like uh, the ending of the sopranos or something like or that or like every single it's... x-files ever yeah that that can be interpreted in, in in multiple ways and you can have discussions over it and some people will be disappointed some people will. this was just like the army turns up and takes them away yeah and then leaves that's the ship. it that's it and then leaves the ship you never find out what it was in the crates what this manchurian gold was i had to go and read the um the uh and the, the uh dark pictures anthology wikipedia like fan wiki to find out what the manchurian gold was and what was causing and i was right it was some weapon um some uh biological weapon that was giving off toxic fumes, fumes that caused yeah. hallucinogen uh, hallucinations it it feels it was just it feels like they had an idea for a setting mm-hmm. and maybe the start of a story and then yeah. they got halfway through and were like oh shit we need an ending to this Yes. And then they just tacked that on at the end when they realized yeah. it. The setting, once you get onto the boat, the setting wasn't interesting uh, because the game was significantly shorter, like half the length mm. of Until Dawn. There wasn't enough time to develop the characters mm. enough, so I didn't care about any of them. Um, it didn't have enough time to even try and tell a compelling story. Um, the It was just such a disappointment. Um, because I, I really enjoyed Until Dawn in the end, and all the way through, like the the streaming, the the first half of the game, I was talking to Howard, um, uh, in the Twitch chat, and we're saying like, what? Because that engine is so good; it looks incredible, and mm. you can do some really interesting things with it. And yeah, it's mostly like the actions, mostly like quick time events, which are you know your mileage will vary depending on how much you can deal with quick time events, but. They could do something, and they have this ability to to attract, you know, reasonably big name actors. I mean, they had like Rami um, Malek, uh, yeah, yeah, Rami Rami Malek in in Until Dawn. They've had other recognizable actors in their games. Even um, from the trailer I saw of uh, Little Hope, I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. Um, they just need a gen, someone who can write a genuinely good story. Um. And direct someone who's a better director, um, and they, then they, they could make some like genuinely incredible games. I think, but it just feels like a waste of an incredible mm. engine on this nonsense. And I've heard that Little Hope. I've heard very some people say Little Hope's worse. Some people say it's considerably better. Um, I don't know. I watched there was a trailer of for it at the end. Once you finish Man of Medan, then you see the trailer for Little Hope, and it looks like a more interesting setting. At least it looks a little bit more Silent Hill in a way, I guess. Um, which 
I'm I'm down for checking out uh, if it ever comes into Game Pass. I I've been my fingers have been burnt now, so I don't like I, this was on Game Pass. But mm. My fingers have been burnt, so I don't want to pay. Yeah, for yeah. little it's hope, and then find out that it's it? garbage. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. For um. So I'm hoping it will come to Game Pass at some point. Um. But yeah, very very disappointing. Yeah, I just um, found the quick time events annoying because you just be like, just really come up and you're really, really quick. I think because I was mm-hmm. playing on the Xbox um, and I'm not used to the pad as such, I just ended up failing quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah. I lost lost a captain. I lost, did I lose a guy with glasses? I lost a guy with glasses. I lost Iceman, um, the guy who played Iceman. Um, I just yeah, like, I lost him as well. I just felt it was very stupid. I think, like I said, the pirates come in. The pirates go, then they come back. I mean, what are the pirates after? I just, it was just... Never explained. Absolutely, yeah. just never explained. Yeah. Um, There's a whole sequence where, like, the pirates are on the boat, on their little boat, before the ghost ship turns up. And the mm-hmm. pirates are, like, tying people up and putting them in the room. And then they'll, they one by one, take the, the characters up onto the main deck. Yeah. And then, well... Take them back down and then take another character up. And at no point when they're down there is there a discussion about what did they take you up onto the main deck for? What do the pirates want? They don't. Nobody in this game talks like a like like. There's no dialogue, which seemingly reflects what's happening. In the game, yeah, it's just really it's so disappointing. Um. But I don't know. It was kind of. It was still a fun stream. There were there was a few moments that made like the where the jump scares caught me out. Most of them I saw coming, but there was a few that caught me out yeah. and um, made me jump on stream. And people laughed at me. So, you know, I am here to entertain. Um, but yeah, not 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 great. Uh, what else have we been playing? Um, I have been smashing Hades. Absolutely smashing it after like thirty something runs. Of not being able to get clear, I got five clears on the trot. I think, Ooh. yeah, five clears on the trot. Um, then I got killed by the final boss on a sixth run. Then got another two clears on the trot, uh, and I was earlier this evening. I was about to do like clear, get my penultimate clear because once you on the tenth clear is where you get like the true ending. Uh, and I really want to get it. I want to get that true ending finished before I play Monster Hunter. Um, Because then I can, like, put Hades to the side for a while. It does not end when you reach the final ending because it carries on going. There's more and more stuff to do, more story to unravel and whatnot. But at least I can say I beat the game. Um, But uh, I I failed my penultimate run earlier. Um, So hopefully when we finish here, I can smash through them. Um. But yeah, that game is just like Chazzy gave it his game of the year last year, uh, and I can absolutely see why. Um, I've mm. put twenty five hours or more into it, according to my Switch um, like profile thing on the on the on the console. Um, I could see myself putting easily the same amount in again because there's so much stuff still to do. Once you manage to get a clear with a weapon. Um, then you get like this thing called like an infernal contract, which is basically you you get rewards for beating each boss with a weapon. 
and then when you run through again, beating those same bosses with the weapon, you get lesser a lesser reward for it. But if you sign an infernal contract and up the heat level, as it's called, by adding a modifier that makes the game harder, makes the run harder, then you can earn those like coveted rewards all over again for beating those bosses. And they're things like a currency to be able to buy very exclusive stuff, um, like soundtrack songs to play back in the like the home area before you start and uh, unlocking new things to help you along the way um through your runs um or a particular currency that you use is the only currency uh, that can be used for upgrading the weapons or altering the way that the weapons work um so there's an incentive to keep running through and keep like making the game harder and harder for yourself in subsequent runs with a particular weapon so that you get more stuff to be able to upgrade and you know progress on so like that way um but yeah it's just the gameplay is just so phenomenally tight like it's just the best game feel i've played a lot of roguelikes that have felt pretty good like rogue legacy uh dead cells is 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 very good mm. um but none of them have felt quite as tight as this 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 is on a level with like like we said i think a few podcasts ago um it's on a level with like next machina um and the best housemark games i think um, the other thing with feels amazing the other thing with um hades is that it every single run you do you get a bit better and that is partly because of your skill but also the game gets it sort of rewards failure um yes and i've never that should always be the case with roguelike but in for example rogue legacy there's nothing about the actual gameplay that gets easier unless you buy an upgrade yeah whereas I think Hades does some stuff, doesn't it, where it gets it does tone down difficulty a little bit every time you fail. Um, yeah, you can turn on um, God mode. And if you turn on God mode, then you instantly get like a 20% damage reduction. Uh, or it's, I don't know how it works. It's like damage with 20% damage resistance. Mm. It doesn't mean you take, you only 20%. take 80% yeah. of the damage. You get a twenty percent resistance to damage. Um, yeah, and it then just every time you die, uh, following that, it goes up two percent. Yeah, it just feels something. It just feels the perfect amount of make that a little bit easier. It doesn't. Yeah, and that's feel... completely optional as well. It you is. Yeah. Turn that off. Um, um, well, it's off by default. You have to turn it on. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's just a great game. But also, like, I've never played a roguelike game before that's had a story and, like, a genuinely good story. Like, Zagreus is a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. The other, um, I can't remember what the word is, Chthonic Cth- Cth- gods, uh, the ones of the underworld, the fates, um, Hades himself, Nyx, um, um, Hypnos and whatnot, they're all great. The, the gods of Olympus that you have fairly limited interactions with as you're going through just like brief conversations when you um, when you get a one of the boons um, they're good but the the other denizens of of the underworld um, like um, Orpheus and Eurydice and um, oh god Sisyphus and the guy what's his name Achilles' friend 
Well, Achilles is former lover. Um, um, my Greek mythology is um, escaping me. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, there's there's like there's a, there's so much character and story in there, mm. um, and you get like just a little chunk more of it every time you go back to um like the house of hades and that and it's all dynamic when you fail a run it's not like oh shit um eventually it does when you're 30 runs in and you still can't beat the final boss you get a little bit like i'm never gonna beat this but at the same time it's also like i get to have a little bit more story when i go back so you know it's not too bad actually and like i i don't know how far you've got but i've never heard like two lines that are the same yet i'm no I'm, it's I don't no, know how they all. do it. It's it's absolutely incredible. It, There's so much dialogue in there for a <laughs> for a, a, a genre of game that doesn't usually have any story at all. Yeah, and yeah, there's different. Like if you've just got a new weapon, it knows about that, and it sort of has a little comment about that. If you've just got killed, if you're getting consistently killed by a certain type of enemy, it'll comment on that. It's it's remarkable how they've done it. Yeah. It just makes it feel alive in a way that roguelikes never have before, I suppose. And it's just yeah, the, the, as, as well as the the incredible voice acting and the the writing, the gameplay, the that soundtrack that oh. is oh god, I love that soundtrack. Um, it's yeah, it's just the, the it's just the complete package is incredible, and it's like at full price on the Switch, it's like twenty. 20 quid, I think. 20, 25 quid. Uh, I don't know how much it is on Epic Game Store and Steam. It's about um, the same. It's, but it's As of recording, it's currently on sale for a bit. I don't know how long that's up for. but It's just when I, I think that uh, this is one of those games that I think I could... Um, unless you have a really have a struggle with fast-paced gameplay. But even then, like, this I... This is a game... I have played many a super giant game and yeah got frustrated with my la- my crappiness at how to play mm-hmm. it and I feel like Hades is the game that I needed um yeah I'm not the best sort of like twin stick shooter player or that kind of game um mm-hmm. I loved the aesthetic and the feel and the music of Transistor for example but oh, yes. after I got yeah. past the first boss it was just too hard for me to carry on playing. Yeah. Um, I didn't even try playing, was it Fury Empire that came out in the middle of those two? A oh, Fury wasn't them. Was, oh, okay, Pyre. Um, but it, this Hades is just perfect. It, yeah. it kind of adjusts to your level um, mm-hmm. and makes it, it feels like it learns you almost as you play a few, a few runs and then, you you just start getting good. You get good, and yeah, yep. it's phenomenal game. I think it's almost definitely going to be on multiple game of the year lists at the end of the year. Yes, for sure. So, um, like I say, it was already on Chazzy's last year, but I think he was the only one of us who'd played it. He was, yeah. Uh, at that point, um, it's uh, genuinely out of all of the games that I've played, that is the one I would also recommend to a lapsed gamer as well. It's it's hard, um, but you get better at it quite quickly uh, too. And it, yeah, you you quickly get better at it, but also you 
get like permanent upgrades that make you more powerful. Um, there's the God mode thing we explained, like that makes it makes you slightly tougher as well every time every subsequent run you go through, and eventually you will beat it. And then once you cl once you get your first clear, it's like the floodgates open, and suddenly you're just smashing your way through the game. And it's fifteen pounds, um, and it just feels fantastic. And a complete run from start to finish, a full clear, takes about half an hour. So. You know, it's it's not like a significant time commitment either. The only problem is, it's proper one of those like ah, oh, just one more run, <laughs> just one more go, just you know, just go through it again, and then suddenly it's three o'clock in the morning and you're still playing it. Um, it's f absolutely phenomenal. I like cannot praise this game enough. I love it. Um, but that's all I've been playing. But um. Speaking of uh, Hades <laughs> being a good game, <laughs> it's just won four um, Baftas. Yeah, so tonight was the, the the Bafta Game Awards, and Hades bloody cleaned up. Um, it won uh, artistic achievements, which yeah, can't really disagree with. I mean, it was up against uh, Dreams, which um, just, that one's a bit of a difficult one because. Uh, the artistic achievements in dreams are what other people have created, not what Mole Media Molecule have done. Media Molecule have given you the tools to create mm. art, you know. Um, and there's some games in there that have been made by Media Molecule staff, but it's more a it's a, sandbox, a toolbox than it? a game. Yeah, yeah, which is um, uh, yeah, uh, Cyberpunk 2020, 2077, Well. Mm. Um, Half-Life Alex and Ghost Last of, of Part Tsushima two. though like it's, that Ghost is of a Tsushima, pretty game that is yeah and, and it's very very specific in its artistic direction it's very um, it's not you know here is a realistic depiction of the island of Tsushima it's like here is a an Akira Kurosawa dreamscape version of the island of Tsushima mm. um, but yeah I can't really argue with um, with Hades winning that nope uh, it also won best um, game, best development team. Oh, sorry. Um, Which one's that? Where? Hades. Where? Oh, sorry. No, best game. Sorry, best game was winner. Hades development team, Supergiant Games. I was, ah. I was reading the the. I'm on the actual. Uh, I'm on the Eurogamer. Um, Eurogamer. Yeah. Uh, post about it. Uh, what else did they win? Game design. Um. Best supporting voice actor as well, right? Yes. Best performer in a supporting role. Narrative. Um, yeah. What are the big winners? Where the, the, yeah, they, they won big. Like, was it four? No, five. five. Yeah, they won five. Um, one. Over the evening. Game uh, design. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there was a few that are a little bit odds. Um. The Last of Us Part Two winning animation, mm. uh, which some of the games it was up against, like sure, okay, Doom Eternal, you know, fine, Final Fantasy VII remake, sure, Marvel Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales, uh, again, fine, um, or in the Will of the Wisps and Spiritfarer though. Mm. Now I, I'm always going to be slightly more biased to um, indie and smaller games, but it's more than that. It's the fact that like. The Last of Us Part Two, what is winning the accolades is the 
animation of the people mostly i'm guessing which is because it's not like best environments it's best animation and that's all motion capture so that feels like cheating yeah i suppose it's realistic I animation i don't know realistic animated motion capture yeah it is realistically animated because it's been motion captured <laughs> so yeah but, but some of it, it feels looks false it feels like it should be more of the technical achievement bafta than yes. the animation i think is what you're trying to say yeah it's it's a uh, it's an incredible uh, technical achievement it's like from all the footage i've seen of it it looks absolutely stunning but it's not what i would call great animation you wouldn't look animation, at it and say i would see with like something has been done like traditional traditionally animated yeah mm. um which some of those other triple a games on there were for sure but like ori and the will and the wisps and spiritfarer are t- two absolutely stunning games that are beautifully animated yeah but what about so, those films like by zekamayas the christmas carol and the polar express i think hanks and carey were animated as uh, animated as those characters yeah so they were i don't know if they were motion captured or not but yeah uh, I don't know, it's a That's weird a different one. Idea. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Hmm. Um, Ghost of Tsushima won or, uh, Best Audio Achievement. I mean, the audio in it's very good. Uh, but again, it was up against some some tough competition, so could have gone any number of ways. Um, the Best Game won. Hades beat out some strong competition as well. Ghost of Tsushima, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two, and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. You've seen the same games popping up in mm. a lot of times. Um, mm. Best British Game, uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Uh, have Do... any of us played that? Do any of us have a PS5? Is it only on PS5? Yeah. Okay. Voted on by the fans? No, no. There's one that's no, voted on by a fan. Yeah, and and uh, last was part two won that one. Mm. Yeah. Um, the sorry to go to the British game. I'm just bringing up the nominees. I knew you were going to mention this. Oh, what what am I going to mention? Rookie. Oh, that should have won. What a yeah. beautiful game. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie um, is a great game, and obviously. That would probably have been my pick for the best British game. Um, obviously, F1 2020 was there as well, but that's... And Four Guys and Dreams. Yeah. Strong strong, I mean, strong British stuff there. It's been a stellar year for British games. Mm. Um, Sackboy is the only one that I'm not familiar with at all. Oh, no. And The Last Campfire. I don't really know that one. That's the Hello Games one, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not out yet, I don't think. Uh, well, it, oh, it must, must be right. Uh, maybe it's uh, is it an exclusive somewhere? Maybe I haven't seen anything about it, so um, not been that that much buzz that that I've I've seen of. But I'll have to check it out. But yeah, it's a very strong year for British games by the looks of it. Um, best debut game, um, Carrion. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Again, beating out Roki, unfortunately. Call um, of the Sea too. Call of the Sea, Factorio, which I've watched a lot of people playing that game, and that looks like my jam. Um, best evolving game, Sea of Thieves. Uh, I played, I should have mentioned actually in games played, I played some Sea of Thieves uh, the other week uh, with um, 
some of the Geekachu guys and and a few others, and that game is still feels pretty much the same as it always has done. Um, it's really really fun until you get griefed by another crew, another crew, which happens <laughs> far too often. Um, but yeah, a Destiny Two should have won Best Evolving Game, I think. <laughs> Not that I'm biased. Um, or Dreams, to be honest. Um. Best family game, Sackboy, Big Adventure, Beating Out, Minecraft Dungeons, Fall Guys, Dreams, Astro's Playroom, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing got a bit short shrift, really. It nominated in a lot of character uh, categories and won two of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing did win Game Beyond Entertainment um, and also won Best Multiplayer Game. Yeah. Which... Fair enough. Have you ever tried to play, like, getting onto other people's islands in... In Animal Crossing? No. But Claire's always um, going visiting islands, so it can't be that bad. It is. It oh. really is. If you want to go and visit someone's island, right, <laughs> you go up to your little uh, airport and you speak to the dodo and you input the code or whatever, or you, you select your friend from the friends list and you go to go out onto their island, right? And you go, to, you go through these different options and checking and rechecking and making sure everything's ready to go. And then you go to go, and if somebody on that island has their menu, their inventory open, you can't connect. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. And then you get kicked out to the beginning of the conversation. You have to go through all the checks and everything again. And then if someone's got their... It's so fucking dumb. Um, it's really, really annoying. Uh, it, it it made, like, getting onto people's islands to do, like, the um, turnip trading thing so much more stressful than it should have been. Um, and it beat out, like... Ghost of Tsushima, which, which the, the the multiplayer mode in that is fantastic. Fall Guys, which I still love. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, which I def- I really want to play at some point. Sackboy Big Adventure again, and, and Valorant, which is still still uh, doing quite well, right? It's the it's Riot Games' first person shooter thing. Um, I think they're still doing well. Um, Marvel Spider Man, Miles Morales won Best Music. It should have been Hades. Um, Hades, um, specifically Greg Kasavin, won for best na- narrative, um, beating out some strong competition there as well. Um, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition won best original property. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, that's a bit. I mean, what, six years later. Yeah, it's because it's, it's the TV edition. Like, the we did a playlist episode on the first three parts <laughs> of Kentucky Route Zero. With with Ryan Heyman um, mm. of uh, of no, obviously more famously of Kane and Rince and um, Sound of Play podcasts, like and it was like episode five or something like one. that. Of, episode one was it? Episode one of this podcast? Yeah, you remember we do four hour epics. We used to put loads of oh god, yeah, we put lots of segments in, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it was like a little magazine. So. That show that was back in 2015, 2016. Um, and I've only just managed to put out the final two install like sections of that game. Well, I just finally um, bought it. What I played of it, I uh, was really good. If you like David Lynch, you're gonna like it. Um, yeah, um, we need I will definitely it. play the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to replay the rest of it and and um, for sure. Uh, best performer in a leading role, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Um, 
Best performer in supporting role, winner of Logan Cunningham in Hades as as Hades, Achilles, Poseidon, Mysterious, <laughs> Charon, and the Storyteller. Yeah. Which is, yeah, impressive. Well deserved. Um, Dreams, uh, best technical achievement. Can't really argue with that. That game is a phenomenal toolkit. Um, yeah. And I'll pick an EE game of the year. Flight Simulator Sorry? as well, though. That's... To win against Flight Simulator is yes. just as big as well, I think, because... That yeah, is, an, and the last again, an incredible achievement, Flight Sim. The yeah. tech behind it. I'm also quite surprised, I guess, Half-Life Alex isn't in there, just because it feels like the first VR game that yeah, really I'm surprised that, pushed like, it. I'm surprised that that's not in there, but Doom Eternal is. Yeah, like, what did Doom Eternal do as a tech? And Demon's Souls? Yeah. Like a rem, like a like, like a, a really graphical remake. Yeah, I mean the bones of the game are still the same game that came out on the PS3, so mm. that's a bit weird. Um, and Marvel Spider-Man, to be honest, I mean it looks nicer and the loading times are better, but it's just a expansion of Marvel Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't really argue with dreams. Like as as a toolkit for making. Games, music, visual art, mm. um, you could I make still, entire... I watched the uh, giant bomb, sort of, I, I, it wasn't even a quick look, it was more of like a massive Just a weird, five a hour dream, long overview Let's of how to make it. something in dreams, I think. Was it yeah. Vinny and Abby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I think they made a game about a woman has to jump in a shoe and then the shoe starts yeah. jumping around. I, it was amazing. Just yeah, it was. Re- it looked really great. Um, it's just yeah, the things that people have created in that as well are really impressive and interesting. So yeah. thoroughly deserved. I just wanted also to mention the the flight sim tech is pretty cool. It is. It is utterly fantastic. I need to get back and play some more of that. That's the um the the one game that's like really pushed my pc <laughs> is um flight simulator when you turn everything up um it's very very resource hungry but it is phenomenal like phenomenally good looking um just i'm not very good at taking off and landing um and then finally the ee game of the year which is the one voted for by the public uh winner the last of us part two which it surprises me because i thought that a lot of people really didn't like the last of us part two it got a lot of hate on the internet but that may have been a very vocal minority i don't know as usual yeah i'm surprised call of duty warzone didn't win to be honest just yeah well i mean if there was any justice in the world then hades would have won that as well yeah based on the games that were there yeah i'd say so yeah hades should have definitely beat this other game that i haven't played (laughs) <laughs> so can't judge <laughs> yes agreed yeah but uh yeah very good uh good night for 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 her, for um super giant games like they're just like their games have always been very good uh mm-hmm. i really really like bastion i bought it again recently on the switch because it was uh, a couple of quid something stupid like that um really really liked uh transistor um I struggled with it a, a bit as well, Nick. Um, haven't played Pyre. Uh, it looks interesting. I definitely want to try it at some point. And um, now I've finally got a PC and I can I can play it. Uh, but Hades is just they just they've struck gold. Like 
Mm. I kind of feel sorry for them because, like, <laughs> where do they go from here? They shut down like, as a studio. That's it. They've peaked. Like, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> like, I don't know what they could do. Um, but I'm, I don't know. They keep surprising. They've, they've so. done it in the past. I'm sure they will come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I'll be very interested to see what they do next. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep plugging away at Hades and, and just absolutely love it. I was listening to the soundtrack today at work. It's just wormed its way. This game has wormed its way into into my brain. It is living rent-free in my head. That is um, another Taylor Swift. I can't You've just done it. Uh, <laughs> see? No. <laughs> Talking about living rent-free in heads. That's not, She does not own the copyright on that line. That line existed before Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, you know. Just an second. NFT what? My head. <laughs> <laughs> the line. Okay. Oh, the line. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. I'll tweet it in a bit and then NFT that tweet. But that'll be, you'll own the NFT for the tweet of it, not the actual yep. line. You realize but that, don't line. you? Is it in the tweet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it'll be the the physical tweet based on the... What if I write copyright at the end of it? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. There's all these things. Yeah. What about if he has a bit of audio to the tweet? Yeah. Then he'll have the know audio. <laughs> Seriously, if you haven't read about it, go and go and go and look up non-fungible tokens oh. because it is nuts. This it just it's like it is the emperor's new clothes, um, but for like tweets and but, memes yeah, and shit. Somebody's making a lot of money. Someone's like the Winklevoss twins are making a lot of money. <laughs> well, basically, it's, is it? I saw someone NFT LeBron James's first basket ever basket, or something like that. LeBron James's video, what, a video of it. Yeah, and I saw it. like people um, NFTing digital trading cards. Oh. Yeah, they're quite big, aren't they? Yeah, that just like fucking blows my mind. But anyway. Not getting to this discussion again. Um, <laughs> so, um, so this episode will be out on Monday, um, hopefully. Um, I don't know what I'll be streaming yet. I haven't made that decision yet. Maybe Sherlock Holmes, um, The Devil's Daughter, maybe Metal Gear Rising, because I got that for £2 something the other day. Um, maybe Monster Hunter Rise, um, if I can work out how to stream and hear the game at the same time through an Elgato. I'll figure it out. Um, but just keep an eye on Twitter and, and we'll see. Uh, Tuesday, are you going to be streaming, Nick, or is Jazzy streaming? Uh, I don't know, to be honest, at the moment. Um, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, I think you should stream the end of Brothers because I want to see the look at your face. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> when you see the how the, end, the game concludes. Uh, Wednesday... Um, Adam, if his face is recovered and he can talk, uh, we'll be streaming <laughs> something. What was he streaming last time? Is it Hitman? Yeah, he's been doing Hitman a lot. He did. He did Hitman uh, Elusive Target uh, the other day and fell on his ass, poor lad. Um, but he was he's recovering from you know dental problems, so we'll you, you know 
We'll let him off with that. Um, <laughs> Thursday, Andy, are you streaming more Constructor? Or are you going to do more Constructor on Thursday? Yeah, first level, I think. Okay, cool. Um, Friday, maybe some more Among Us or something like that on a big group stream, possibly. Um, and then Saturday, Chazzy will be streaming something. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out on... On Twitter, he gets see past what... his grind on Yakuza, isn't it? Yeah, he needs to grind up to level sixty on Yakuza so he can finish that. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, anything new coming up on the website, Andy? Um, yeah, should be. I've lost. I'm, I was meant to be a couple of lists, but I lost them, so I need to go find them. And then I've just been in some free time, just writing up reviews. I just need to type them up and get them on the website. I've got about okay, so 20 reviews. Keep an eye up. out. Oh, bloody hell. Well, keep an eye out for those over on lapsgamer.com. Mm. Uh, that's about it. Unless anyone's got any other business? Uh, no. 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 Taylor Swift is the I think, best. I think Nick's checked out already. Yeah. Um, he's, like, he's just thinking about Lord of the Rings already. <laughs> yeah, <he just laughs> cannot wait to watch that oh, film. Well. Um yeah, keep keep an eye out for that as well. Some Lord of the Rings stuff coming up in the not too distant future. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you. And um, thank you very much for listening and somehow making it to the end of this rambling episode. Yeah.